1: the opinion line on Corks 96 FM news this morning about something we were talking about weeks ago and it was a passionate discussion on the program a program a, a discussion in which I learnt so much personally I learnt so much about home birth and the benefits thereof and how much care is taken in preparing for home birth I genuinely knew little or nothing about it other than some people have their babies at home that's about as much as I knew and the HSE had come up with a plan to limit home birth to women living within 30 minutes of in our case here CUMH if they were within if they weren't within 30 minutes blue light distance of CUMH then the proposal was that they wouldn't be supported for a home birth and we had a couple of days of very passionate discussion and there was nearly a thousand people turned up for a protest on a Sunday at half past 12 and we read this morning in our newspapers that the HSE has put that on hold for now at least which is sort of a code for okay all right we're not gonna do it all right all right we're not gonna do it Cara Spratt was one of the campaigners Cara good morning
0: good morning PG
1: this was good news
0: absolutely well we certainly hope it's the case that we won't do it we won't do it so look we are delighted that the south south west hospital group has confirmed that this restriction now will not be in place and that the homebed service will transfer across from community to acute governance as is so this is wonderful news for court carry particularly for those in rural areas yeah yeah
1: um your your contact you 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 contacted us initially to try to drive on this campaign and we were happy to listen to anybody because, as I said myself, I learned more in that couple of days about the actual home birth issue, you know. Um, so it, 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 the, the, the campaign and the protest, I think, Cara, was bigger than anyone anticipated, was it?
0: Yes, I mean, there was such an outpouring of support for it. And I guess the key point here, PJ, is that the evidence backs up here. You know, we know if we look at our impact data on home birth and we look at international studies, We know that for a normal risk birthing population, it is as safe as birthing in hospital. And in fact, actually, you have reduced instance of instrumental delivery, C-section, episiotomy. Now, this applies to kind of second and subsequent births. For first-time births, there's a slightly elevated risk of transferring into hospital, but nonetheless, it remains a very safe option as well. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, when we look at that body of data, um, you know, it all points in one direction. Yeah. So it was quite concerning to see this recommendation come in without any evidence underpinning it at all. Mm. So we would, you know, we would welcome the suspension of this um, and a review of all the literature around our homebirth service.
1: When did you get word of the suspension?
0: This was Monday evening it came to, so too much elation for sure. Now we have only been told that it is for now we are hoping that we will see the continued support of the service by the agency. You know, I had a conversation recently with the CEO of the South-Southwest Hospital Group, Jerry O'Dwyer, who just retired last Friday. I know
1: Jerry well, Um, yeah. Oh, is he
0: retired? He did last Friday. I wish him well well in his retirement.
1: I know Jerry Uh, a long time, yeah.
0: Yes, and so he flew out to Australia, New Zealand on Friday evening. But in any case, Jerry took a considerable amount of time to speak with me as a representative of service users. Um, and he encouraged that further engagement with service users and all these types of processes. And I thought that really spoke highly of the South, South West Hospital Group. And now we are seeing this follow through this week with the suspension of this recommendation that was not based in evidence.
1: Yeah, I think that was a key point that you and others were making that it's not an evi- it's not an evidence based decision.
0: Exactly. You know, we have hugely respected international studies that have looked at this very. Um, notion of 30 minutes, it was a 2019 Canadian study which examines well, let's look at planned home births beyond 30 minutes. And if you think of the geography of Canada, like, you know, they're operating at much greater distances, and that that study um, found that there was no increase in adverse outcomes when you go beyond the 30 minutes in a planned home birth. So, you know, the data is there, so it was very bizarre to see a recommendation coming in that wasn't evidence-based and I suppose we feel very strongly that that sort of decision-making has no place in a health service that's committed to evidence-based, best-practice and yeah. patient-centred care. And that's what we would like to see at the heart of our maternity services. So now I- we're seeing the return of stories to West Cork and Kerry women and families. And this is key.
1: I'm sure that some women who are expecting at the moment were very worried about uh, th- th- this because they had hoped for a home birth. Th- th- I'd say the relief must be huge.
0: Absolutely. I mean, one of our home death midwives, Elke Hasner, working in the West Cork area, 100% of her clients uh, for the upcoming year were due to be disqualified for the service, so that was hugely concerning to these wow. families. And, you know, historically, we have seen what happens when women don't have agency in their health decisions. This is not the type of health care service we want to see going forward into the future. Um, again, you know, there was no data behind it. There was no reason to question the safety of it. You know, in Cork and Kerry, um, we represent 40% of the national home birth, and we are the only maternity unit in the country to have a dedicated home birth consultant who reviews every application. So you know, really, the system is so robust and yes. um, and you know, there's, obviously, there's no way they would sign off if there were questions and concerns about safety.
1: Yeah, yeah. I and you mentioned that you were chatting directly with with Jerry O'Dwyer, and I wish Jerry, by the way, every success in his or every good good wish for his retirement. Um, does that mean there's a kind of a bond there now that you can talk sort of adult to adult about these things? with management at the highest level. That's a breakthrough, if nothing else is a breakthrough.
0: Well, I think it was very significant for him to share that time and to really see the value of engaging with service users in all of these decision-making processes. And not just in maternity, but we would like to see this applied across healthcare services because it's only in listening to the service users that we can inform the HSE, you know, what's required, what we need and how to best want to collaborate to create the best possible service that you can give to people.
1: And are there other things, Cara, now that mums might come together on, seeing as this worked so well for you, coming together as a a group, are there other things that you might come together on?
0: Well, I think there are many areas in the maternity care services in need of overhaul. Obviously, we've heard about staffing shortages across the country, um, midwives and February coming out, expressing their fears um, for the staffing levels, their critical levels. So, you know, organisations such as the Birth Rights Alliance Ireland, of which I'm a part, um, and AIMS, the Association for the Improvement of Maternity Services, are all working way behind the scenes to, again, create that collaboration with the HSE um, and create, you know, the very best possible maternity services we can for women and service users.
1: Mm-hmm. I think myself, it's, this, this sends a lesson to HSE management to say very clearly, uh, if they're not happy, listen to them because they have strength and they have numbers and they have support.
0: Yes, I mean, the demand for the service is there. The service is working very successfully. I think I said to you previously that when you look at the data collated by NPEC, the home birth program is actually the safest operating unit of our HFD maternity services. You know, the stats are right there. So, you know, when you have the demand, we have adequate resources here in our healthcare system to meet that demand. There is absolutely no reason to put an arbitrary block in place providing choice for women on a national level. Now, this only applies to fork for now. Port Kerry, the South, South West Hospital Group. So we really hope that other hospital groups will um, follow that lead and uh, suspend this recommendation for now and continue to work on building and expanding the home birth services.
1: Well, well, certainly, Cara, as, as someone who, and I said this before, learnt so much about the home birth process during this conversation, I'm delighted for you all.
0: Yeah, we really are thrilled. It's just fantastic. And, you know, particularly at Christmas, we're all getting ready to celebrate what arguably the most famous home birth of all. So it is lovely to think of these families now, as you say, not having that worry hanging over them. And for all um, people who will fit the criteria can still apply to the service and you know, assuming that a midwife is available, have access to our service. And it's huge for our midwives too, they'll face the possibility of their livelihoods being absolutely stripped away.
1: All right, listen, Cara, thank you very much for coming back to us on this. Once you got the news, really appreciate it. Cara Spratt, who was one of the ones campaigning uh, for the change in that decision, and it has been changed, and they've done, well, okay, we'll put it on hold for now. That tends to be kind of political, HSE speak for, all right, all right, all right. We won't do it. We'll see. Thank you, Cara. Courts 96FM.